Hey all, welcome to Geek Freaks. I am Frank, and I'm joined by Daniel. Hola. And Jonathan. Well, hello. And uh, today we're going to be going over... <laughs> the Ola just gets me every time. <laughs> we're going over Jurassic, <laughs> the Jurassic World Dominion thing, Harry Potter's new series, uh, Zora reboot, and much more. Uh, but first, what have you guys been playing? What have you been watching? I have been watching uh, WandaVision and nice. Star Trek, of course. Yeah, uh, That's my go-to Star Trek. I put that on every night. But yeah, WandaVision. I don't think I've really been watching a lot of other stuff. Just been busy. Uh, playing, though, I'm still working on Origins on uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, mm-hmm. but I have been getting the itch to get back into Satisfactory. I've been watching yeah. these like update videos and stuff. I'm like, you know, I don't need to wait for the update as long as it doesn't wipe your save, which I uh, it doesn't. did see somebody say it, it might, but oh, really? uh, because there's such big changes. Um, so I'm like, you know, I still haven't built the, the train system yet. Maybe I'll get in and put some hours into that. But but yeah, still, still working on Origins. There's a... Um... The next update's gases, right? They're adding gases to the game? They are, yeah. I think they're starting with nitrogen, but I just saw a little clip where they, they made um like a zip line tool that you can use on your power lines. Oh wow. So if you haven't seen it, just it, I think it just dropped yesterday or the day before that. because uh, there was a uh image of this tool that got leaked and so they just went ahead and leaked a video of how you use it. I was like, man, that's pretty cool. It's it like the uh the the zip line deal on God, what's that? Bioshock Infinity. Mm. It it looks kind of like you know a like more techy version of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, check out the video. It's Let's check it out. Satisfactory is so well made. It's such a good game. Uh, Daniel, what about you? What are you playing? What are you watching? Uh, right now I've been watching uh WandaVision and then uh Supernatural again. Oh, watching. Yeah, diving I'm, in. Yeah, I'm, plus episodes. I'm on season 13 right now. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so yeah. all you've been doing is watching Supernatural again. Yeah, and then uh, right now for playing, I've just been playing uh, a little Warzone and then a little uh, World of Warcraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, watching. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I want to join the club, so I'm going to say Wandavision as well, right? I want to make sure to be cool with you kids. Um, but I haven't really been watching much else. I have been playing. So I just played the Medium last night. It's okay. It's not my play style. Uh, we streamed it. It was a really fun stream. Actually, we had a pretty cool uh, chat in, in, in uh, Twitch and stuff like that. It was a lot of fun. Um, I've been playing a lot of Star Wars Battlefront 2. It was free from Epic last week. And so I was like, oh, I'm kind of getting the itch to play this anyways. The campaign's a blast. I mean, it's not like super complicated, but it's a really fun campaign and a free game. So, I mean, can't complain there. But every time as I'm playing it, I'm like, this should have been one of the movies. Is it super complicated? No. Is it like... I mean, it's just a fun, I mean, it talks about like the empire, a, a citizen of the empire, like it shows that point of view, which is something we really haven't seen in the movies. It was a lot of fun. And and again, I'm sure a lot of you guys have it in your library. Download it, play it. I, I haven't even played multiplayer yet. I've just been doing the campaign and I'm really enjoying it. It's really good. Yeah, I wanted to get back in and play some multiplayer again because I remember when that game came out, I bought it and I played it for a couple weeks and then something else came up and I just put it away and... I don't think I really, I mean, maybe put another two hours into it after that. Mm-hmm. So it definitely deserves more of a, a trial run or a little getting addicted to it for a few days kind of thing. Story-wise, I feel like I'm getting towards the end because now I'm like trying to save Naboo as Princess Leia and it's freaking cool. Um, I just love, there's one line she says that it's almost a throwaway line, but she says um, that she's on Naboo. She's like, we have to get to their, their laser defenses. One of the last queens installed it after, uh, to stop the Separatists from attacking again, which is like, Oh my God, that was probably Queen Amidala or uh, um, Padme, you know, 
it was probably her mm-hmm. mom <laughs> and they installed it and she doesn't even know it was her mom. <laughs> so it was just like, that's so cool. Uh, so anyways, it's really, really neat game and uh, fun. Um, this episode of Geek Freaks is brought to you guys by Audible. Our next Audible book we are going to be reviewing next week is going to be X-Men Days of Future Past. It is only four hours long, four hours and some change. Um, you guys are going to listen to it, right? Squeaks is already on his way listening to it. I'm about halfway through it. Four-hour audiobook. After these 10-hour slogs that we've been going through, I'm happy for a four-hour one. And it's actually, you know, I've been listening to a bit of it. It's a lot more fast-paced like the Sandman. So check it out, guys. That's audibletrial.com backslash geekfreaks and join us. All right. Uh, let's get into some quickie news here. We're going to just, these are just going to be real quick one-offs. GameStop stocks. How's you guys' stocks doing? Are you guys invested in GameStop or any of these similar, similar stocks? Jonathan, you're already waving no. Yeah, I'm not. I have Robinhood. I have several different stocks. I've I've invested in other things that could be affected by GameStop. I don't know. Um, but I didn't get on that bandwagon fast enough. Yeah. And you know how it is. If you don't buy when it's starting, then you're buying it at the peak and it's going to just tank. So it, it's just a waste of time to buy late. Um, but yeah, that, I think that whole roller coaster is pretty intense. Yeah. Daniel, I know you jumped on it, right? No, I did not. Because I was like, okay. $5? Nah, they're going to go out of business soon. I don't want to waste my money on them. <laughs> yeah. Then all of a sudden this thing happened. And then, uh, yeah, I kind of regret so, it. With all this massive influx of money into GameStop, now they're worth a lot more temporarily or whatever. I wonder if they got enough money to completely restructure their business and save it. Well, Microsoft's already been working on that, trying to save the business. So that's why they're working on the back end stuff. Uh-oh. But um, yeah, this is all temporary. I mean, they're <laughs> GameStop's a Fortune 500 company today. Like that just seems they're they're sitting there next to Amazon. I mean, it's just crazy. <laughs> so um, and Apple and stuff. Uh, yeah, this is all temporary. It's just kind of like a, a screw you to the hedge fund managers. And that the the day that they had to pay back, you know, that that was like on Friday. So it should be done pretty soon. Plus, Robinhood screwed everybody. So that was kind of the app everybody's using that screwed everybody. Uh, I have I have stocks in Nokia and um, AMC, which are a couple other ones that that are big on the Reddit thread. Uh, if you guys want to check out that Reddit thread, I think it's like they actually even changed the Reddit thread to where it's a lot less responsive now. It's amazing how hard the big rich guys are trying to stop the little guys from trying to make money out of this whole thing. And it's just like, well, why not? <laughs> we want to have fun, too, you know. But yeah. Yeah. So. yeah we don't have the massive wealth to throw around like they do. So yeah. we can't make as big of a splash. But I don't know, a few million people making a tiny splash will do something, I guess. Oh, man. I, I saw one. I saw one guy who like put in 7,000 at the beginning of this whole thing because he was early in on that Reddit thread. And he has been manipulating, like, go, like you know, not manipulating, but selling, buying, selling, buying, and stuff like that. And he's at 1.13 million right now. And it's yeah. like just $7,000 investments to get to 1.13 million. Isn't that crazy? Like, ah, yeah. I wish I paid attention to that. And if, the, if you ever knew something was guaranteed, like I have uh, house savings right now, yeah. I could just dump into the market if there was a guarantee. But Oh, yeah. You know, if it, if it fails, then you just lost your house savings. Think if you were one of those guys that had bought in GameStop at five bucks a share, and it's sitting at—I mm-hmm. think today is at three twelve, and it, I know it kept out at four twenty because I was telling Squeaks it's going to hit four twenty. <laughs> so, and it sure did. Um, That's crazy. Think how much money you're just raking in right now. Is that six hundred percent? I don't know. Yeah, math. I don't know. Six hundred times, not so, yeah, yeah. six thousand percent. That's insane. Yeah, but it's That's just—it's oh, so funny. It's just, I just love how much it's like, 
Yeah, man, that's how the internet bros are. Like, it's a bunch of gamer dudes. Like, if you go on that thread, it's super toxic. But it's like, yeah, I've seen that in Fortnite chats. Like, it's you know, that's what that's those guys. Fortnite chat is what's determining the stock market right now. <laughs> it's just, God, it's a fun ride. World we live in. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're on top of it, it's fun. But watching like what watching like MSNBC or or CNN trying to explain the stock situation, and they're just like. So there's these like kids that got pissed off and like they're just stressing out about talking about it. That's so great. All right, uh, next up, Big Hero Six. Uh, the series is getting canceled. They are making a Baymax series. That's a whole different production company. Um, but yeah, Big Hero Six. Uh, the series is getting canceled after three seasons. So my question for you guys is, if you were to make, and I don't think Big Hero is actually Pixar, but if you were to make a Pixar movie into a television series, what series, what movie would you pick? Uh, Daniel, let's start with you, man. You got any ideas? Oh, I got a couple. I got a couple. Okay, fire right. away. So, Incredibles. That would be a that good one. That actually is a really good idea. I didn't even yeah, think about that. that especially you could just add so many superheroes to it and yeah. then work on, like, uh, Jack-Jacks. I'm going to get older anyways, too, so you yeah. definitely do something with him. And Dash. Um, then another one would be uh, Cars. Cars would be a good one. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, him trying to race pretty much. Pit stop, yeah, stuff just like, like the, the adventures of the racing circuit, like yeah. they're going from town to town on the racing circuit. That'd be cool. Yeah. And then uh, I was thinking robots. Robots? Who made? Wow. That's old that looks school. Like a... That is a real yeah. old school. Yeah. Who that was that? an underappreciated movie. Is that a DreamWorks? I don't even think that's DreamWorks. I think that's like Fox randomly at one point trying to beat DreamWorks or Whoa. something like that. But that was good. That had Drew Carey in it. I think it had Robin Williams in it. That yeah, was a good cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, Some... I haven't thought about that movie in ages. That's like Shark Tale. You guys remember Shark Tale with Will yeah. Smith and Jack Black? Oh, yeah, that was a good one too. <laughs> man, we have to do like top five not Pixar movies, <laughs> something like that at some point. Uh, Jalen, what do you got, man? Um, so I'm a huge Wally fan, but I can imagine yeah. how how Wally would be done in a series. It'd be it'd be different. I don't know. Maybe maybe he's still on Earth. Show that period before he finds Eve and all that. And maybe he has some other friends or, I mean, he made friends with inanimate objects and that little, little, uh, cockroach, but I don't know if there was maybe super sad, probably actually. Now I'm thinking about it. (laughs) If there's like a handful of other droids like him that had survived and they kept patching themselves together, maybe with, you know, the wrong parts or something like that. So they're each a little bit different, but by the time we find him, it's just him. So we know in that series, they would all eventually degrade enough to die and that'd be sad. (laughs) <laughs> but anyway, Wally's a really good one. Um and oh uh Monsters Inc. is I think one of my favorite Pixar movies. Ooh, and, yeah. and just the fact that each of the monsters are so unique and have, you know, cool different abilities and stuff like that. And they go through doors so they can be all these different worlds, different, you know, countries and stuff like that. Uh I think it could make for a really good series. That's a good idea. I didn't think about Monsters Inc. and actually that would fit in my idea. I like the Monsters Inc. one. So what I want is I want like the office, but I want it with toys at a preschool. So um, they clock in their toys at the preschool, but then like they clock out and then they have like office meetings about like, hey, guys, we really need to get the morale up and stuff like that. And they're like, uh, look, quotas aren't great. Slinky dog, you're just not getting played enough with. We need to figure out something like we've got to work on sales kind of thing. And mm-hmm. but that would yeah, work we need you to be sitting stuff. on the shelf when the kids come in right. like on display. Yeah. And so then you see like the next day where like Slinky's like trying something new. and He's got like a ribbon on for some reason. And it's like, you know, just like fun stuff like that. It would be like an office drama, but with the toys that are dealing with the worst version of humans, like these <laughs> preschool kids. Um, 
But yeah, monsters actually would work well for that too, like an office version of that. That'd be pretty cool. But yeah, we'll have to see. Pixar. Yeah. You know, we have I think yeah, it's like yeah, I three think that, more I think, series. I like the Toy Story idea. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Next up on these fast ones here, we have uh, Tesla's got a new car coming up, and the thing that we all care about is it's got a ten teraflop gaming rig inside, uh, which with Witcher three already installed. So my question to you guys is. Is this safe or is this just the future and we need to get used to it? Jonathan, what do you think? I think this is a like extreme overindulgence. This is what the super rich get to do. Um, but not to say I'm not extremely jealous. I mean, if you could have a, <laughs> an awesome gaming rig everywhere you go, um, though I wouldn't, I mean, it's, it's kind of mashing two worlds, right? It's like uh, being really good at reading and really good at football. Those two can go together but they don't usually. So being a gamer and being like a really fancy car guy, usually I don't think go together well, but yeah, I think, I think it's just an overindulgence of the rich. But do you think, think it's, it's safe to, have it's cool. to play video games while your car is self-driving? Oh, is that, I didn't realize it was for yeah. you to play while the car is actually driving. Yeah. It's actually oh, in the dashboard. Yeah, no, no, I think that's, yeah, that's terribly unsafe. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was so out of, out of your vision <laughs> that you didn't even think about like, oh, they're playing it while they drive. Yeah. Because you could see, I've, I've watched them. Yeah, I think it's backseat for the kids or something. They've got, they've got these guys playing chess while the car's driving. They've got people that literally just sleep on their way to work. They like, you know, put their seat back and go to sleep while the car drives them to work and stuff like that. And there's so many YouTube, I mean, you can pull them up right now. So many YouTube videos of people doing this. Yeah. I mean, so it's kind of like, why not? I'm a little worried about like, there are bugs. I mean, this is Project CD Project Red. They have a lot of bugs right now with Cyberpunk. There's bugs in games. I'm a little worried about the system that might have a bug in the game is also the one driving my car. And so, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't need I don't need to see like a crazy bug that's happening and all of a sudden like my car's brakes don't work. So, something like that. Daniel, would you ever be playing Witcher 3 while your car's driving you to work? No, cuz that game's like focus oh, intensive. Of <laughs> Of course. Would you play like Warzone? Like, it was like a, a small game, like an indie game, yeah. something like that. Like, okay, I guess. I mean, people already fall asleep while they're driving. Yeah, their Tesla. But if okay, if the car was was one hundred percent safe and will always make it to the destination, won't swerve off, make sure that it stops in front of cars because it has bugs. Like yeah, if they got that fixed, like everything, okay, I could see it. But right now, we're it's not completely fixed. We're just not there yet. Yeah, we're not no. there yet. Uh, maybe once it gets to like robots with a uh, Will Smith level, like those cars, <laughs> bring them back maybe, to classics, man. Yeah. Maybe, <laughs> but right. right now, I would say no. And I think that game would give me a headache if I was actually playing it. That that game in particular yeah. definitely would give you a headache. You don't you don't, you don't do so good with those open world games, um, but yeah, I, my thing is you know, I think we're like right there on driverless cars being safe. I, I I'm I have faith in them, and I think they definitely are. I'd say we're five five years away from it being somewhat norm. Um, it just feels weird that because it's not just Witcher three. It's just Witcher three is the one that's like it's kind of what they're advertising. But it has like an entire Steam library that you're able to like buy and play Steam games basically on your on your car. Um, it just, man, it feels like it's so fast and just, ah, it kind of worries me. It worries me the fact that the video game system is tied to your to your navigation system too. Yeah, and I can see people modding it or jailbreaking or whatever, 
and make it like, I'm going to put Need for Speed on there, and that controls the car, guys. Like, oh my God, no. Something like that. Something yeah. crazy. Or like, yeah, I think I think we're just too getting too ahead of ourselves with that. I mean, yeah. it, driverless cars is great, and that's probably the future, but it's only been tested for, what, like maybe 10 years since like trials? Yeah. And I think it needs to be vetted a whole lot more. We need to put it through some major paces. We need multiple companies working on their own versions of it to to test out all the possible issues before we take off the guardrails. Like we shouldn't just, you know, let's eliminate all safety measures and just run with it because it worked once. You know, we don't, we don't do that with anything else. Why? I mean, I get it. This is going to be a really expensive car. So it's going to be a select few. So it's kind of our, our trials, but yeah, I think we need to go another, you know, 40, 50 years before we get rid of uh, safety measures. Like, like, you know, keeping your hands on the wheel while the car is still moving, even if you're not in control. Yeah. I think even if I remember an iRobot, they even said like you have to keep your hands on the, maybe I'm thinking of something different, but there was something like over mm-hmm. iRobot had some sort of rule that they had to stick with. They, that Will Smith purposes breaks because he's a badass. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to something see. Like that. Yeah. He had to put it, he had to put it in like manual control or something like that. Yeah. I think he did that. That's what yeah. it was. Cause I think the trucking yeah. companies, I think will go, I think will be our first thing that makes it normal. I think the trucking companies mm-hmm. will see that, like, look, we're just paying too much for drivers. It'll hurt a lot to have all these drivers go out of, you know, lose their jobs. But I think it's just like, if you're going to automi- uh, automate any job, like, that one's right on the verge of that happening. Same thing with, like, fast food yeah. jobs. Like, now the minimum wage is up and stuff like that. You hear, like, McDonald's is like, oh, well, then we're going to just use robots. Like, okay, robots were coming, right? We know that. But if you think about it, if you walk into a McDonald's and then just a robot is making your hamburger, I've worked at a McDonald's, guys, a robot can make that hamburger. And then it just, you know what I'm saying? Boom. It's very easy to do. And so I think driverless cars, I don't know. Now we're kind of getting a whole, like, what are driverless cars? And we're talking, you know, Witcher and stuff. But, but yeah, it's right there. Very briefly, too. I think you're right with the the trucks with freight because that's the most um, profitable for corporations. Yeah. So that's who's going to be pushing to get that kind of technology out there, not the individual consumers like us. So. I think you're on something that's probably going to be where we see it uh, widely accessible first. And I was explaining this to somebody. It's it's also the most train-like of uh, vehicles because mm. instead of going stop and go traffic, they're going from cross country, cross state. And it's very train-like in that sense where like, hey, you know what? Like all these, these 10 big rigs kind of all link up, you know, computer wise. And then they just work yeah. as a train basically. So And they can go a nice, safe 45 miles an hour because mm-hmm. they never have to take any stops, any breaks, nothing. They just, they just coast they don't fall asleep or have to worry about you know any downtime so um that'd be that'd be interesting to see yeah we'll have to see it's 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 an interesting future we have ahead of us all right next up image and skybound now this seems crazy coming out of 2020 and still in the 2021 but image and skybound are starting a comic-con cruise ship it's gonna be in 2022 which is still a little bit too soon for me uh my question for you guys is would you go to a comic-con on a cruise ship jonathan fire away I'm 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 pretty stoked about this. I would be more stoked if I was maybe in Daniel's shoes or your shoes or uh, well, not even Squeaks <laughs> to Joe anymore. A young single guy that likes comic books because I don't want you know I want to keep this relatively kid friendly. But this is going to be uh, a geek orgy on this ship. I'm just telling you right <laughs> relatively now, relatively <geek, laughs> kid friendly slash geek orgy. Yeah, cosplay yeah, yeah. about. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, no, this would, I mean, this would be a ton of fun though. Just being on a ship, we, we've been on ships before on cruises and yeah. stuff a little bit, but to be on one that is not just, you know, like, like I'd love to go on the Star Trek cruise, being <sighs> on there with, so cool. you know, a thousand other people that like the same thing you like. Mm-hmm. Imagine like I haven't gotten into D and D yet. I do want to try it soon. 
but imagine they have to have that like a library or banquet hall or something like that. There's just a and d room for all these like uh, comic fans and you know, different sections of the ship broken up into different themes and stuff would be just amazing. And all the games and shows you'd see. So all the trivia. Uh, yeah. yeah. Always the trivia is yeah. about like random old fifties TV shows. But if it was like yeah. Batman <laughs> villains, I am in. Yeah. I mean like not even. It would be super competitive, right? Oh, it would be great. Oh, it would be, it'd be hilarious. All the yeah. different comic, all the different uh, cosplay contests and just, it would mm. be so much fun. Could you imagine like they have like the Harriest man contest but do those for just like biggest weapon or I don't know, just like yeah. random things. We oh, it'd be so much fun. lightsaber battles. You'd have people like yeah. demonstrating the lights, lightsaber moves and stuff like that. Like whatever, <sighs> you know, just geek culture in general. Would yeah. be awesome. uh, yeah. it like a cannonball contest, but in cosplay, like where you're having to see like Roadhog from war from Overwatch trying to jump <laughs> into a pool. Is like, Oh man, that'd be hilarious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even just cosplay contests would be on that yeah, on oh, the yeah, ship too. Definitely. Probably. Awesome. So you actually kind of sold it on me just talking about it actually because at first I was like again it's this whole 2020 thing where I'm just like cruise ships <laughs> I'm a little worried <laughs> but it would be awesome if everything's safe yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I mean that maybe um if they're secure enough that they would plan on you know this if this is just a trial run I might just have to go for the trial run but if there's a good chance there'll be you know three four five years of this every year then maybe I'd wait one or two years yeah, let it kind of go through that learning curve and then jump on it in 2025 would probably be the best bet. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting idea. Daniel, you all, you coming with me, man? We going on this cruise ship? I don't know. Cause like I'm thinking right now, like picture, right? Uh, where would we going? You know, are we drop Like, are we stopping at places? Like, yeah. Uh, how are they going to do this? Cause like, are they going to have like guests join? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure they'll have you and know guest riders and artists like it, they do at regular Comic Con. Is it like two, three day kind of cruise or probably like, a three day one? I, I mean, it'd be cool. Definitely cool. It'd be fun. But I, I'm kind of like, yeah, I'll go. Y'all go, but eh, kind of. Oh boy. Okay, we're not bringing Fuddy Duddy <laughs> over there. We need hype. Right. We need hype. <laughs> what, what's what's that uh, show you're into, Dan? Is it not not paranormal? Supernatural. Supernatural. That's yeah. <laughs> I'm a jerk. I'm sorry. Supernatural. So if you're one of your guys from Supernatural goes on this cruise, would you be there? Yeah, I mean, I have to just to meet him. I mean, imagine you're elbow to elbow with one of one of your favorite actors in a bar. You know, having a beer, oh, be able to talk about you know his favorite episode or your favorite episode of something. That'd be pretty dope. Right yeah. now, if I could talk to like Paul Bettany or um, Elizabeth, oh, what's her name? Wanda from WandaVision. Why can't I think of her name? Olson, Elizabeth Olson. Olson. Yeah, if I could oh, talk Lizzie. to one of those two right now about WandaVision, I would lock them down. I would have them in conversations for hours of like, what's going on? So especially after this last episode, it was just like so eye opening and stuff. So yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Jurassic World Dominion. It's the next in the Jurassic World series and will be the end. Uh, the director Colin Tre- Trevorrow oof, revealed that it's going to be the conclusion of all six movies and actually tie in the first three movies with these movies. They're bringing back the original cast, including Dr. Freaking Grant, who's a badass, um, to, to create this world. So let me read a statement real quick. It's very, <clears throat> it's very much a serialized story. What was important for me was when you watch Dominion, you really feel like you are learning how much of a story the first set of movies are or movies was and how everything that happened in those movies actually informed what's ultimately able to happen in this one. So he wants it to be like the things you saw in the first three movies were the reason that Jurassic World could happen. Now, I want to ask you guys, what would be 
your favorite ending? How can they conclude the first three movies and Dominion and all this together now? I'm going to start off so it gives you guys a little bit of time to think. I want to see a conclusion to that other company. You know the company that Norm went and stole mm-hmm. things from with the the shaving cream can? we got to get more of them because I think it's Engine is the one that, that, that actually has like Jurassic Park. The other company, the rival company, what are they developing? Are they because it sounds like somebody's trying to weaponize dinosaurs? Are they the ones that are trying to like make a dino war? So I really want to see kind of what's going on there because uh, we really haven't gotten much out of the, the competitor company this whole time. We need to get something from that. All right, uh, Jonathan, what do you think, man? What's what's your I, conclusion? I, I got it, but it won't be it won't fit into what they have planned—a one movie solution. Uh, what I'm thinking would take probably three more movies, but it would be so amazing. Do a, it, it'd be a big, big arc, uh, obviously. But uh, the animals, you know, they they create them, then they break free, then they take over our planet, just like Planet of the Apes. We have, mm-hmm. you know, a full on our our major cities. We built walls around them, perimeters, and we have you know, aerial defense, and we're trying to hunker down and protect our cities uh, while these animals are just while these dinosaurs are roaming free and just taking back the earth that, you know, they once dominated. And then after, I think that would take one movie of the release, the second movie of, of you know, people living amongst the animals. Uh, third movie would be a arc slash how to train a dragon situation where people learn to work with the dinosaurs and, you know, live yeah, amongst them and cohabitate and stuff like that. Yeah. And then we have a whole new different world where, you know, they... They actually defeated us, but then we learned to live with them instead of dominating. Yeah, kind of flinched on the kill. situation where they're they're now our backhoes and stuff. Yeah, yeah, well, and we could we could have a, a a mutual enemy like you know I don't know aliens. It probably it <laughs> well it'd probably be America. Somebody was trying to uh, nuke the planet to go ahead and wipe out the dinosaurs so we can have a chance to rebuild. Yeah, uh, so we have to you know get on the back of a raptor and and have the T Rex follow us. So we need to get to the headquarters to stop the guys from launching the nukes, kind of thing. I think that I mean, this pretty, sounds awesome, but there's dope. no way. Yeah, this is one movie. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely right, a multi movie thing, probably made by Sci Fi Channel because yeah. it's going to be pretty crazy. But I'm down. <laughs> yeah. Well, that whole training thing. I mean, there's already. I forgot. It was one of the newer ones. Uh, they were a tamed blue. Yeah. Dino. Yeah. That was the so, I mean, it's possible dress they could definitely do something with uh, taming and stuff like that, and making them do stuff, controlling them. Yeah. How would you wrap up this this series, Daniel? Uh, so I like a happy ending. So, uh, okay. yeah, I, I hope they like realize <laughs> what they did, and like hopefully they just let them be and not capture them, murder them. Like just like a happy ending. Like like, the, they, like have like, have dinosaurs just coexisting out in the forest and stuff like that. Yeah, like hopefully they just like like everybody realizes like. They shouldn't have done it and shouldn't mm-hmm. do the whole theme park thing because that was a horrible idea. Especially yeah. all those people died, and hopefully they just like somehow just let them like be. Kind yeah. Of. So you're trying to think of like okay, so like a thing where we have a continent full of dinosaurs that are just like hanging out and we don't mess with them, like yeah. bears now kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That would be that would be amazing. That would be tricky because. T-Rexes don't like to stay in those forests too well, but I would be down. I'd be down for that. Uh, okay, I have a question for you guys. If you if Jurassic Park existed and you think there's about a 30% chance shit goes down like in the movies, would you go to see Jurassic Park? 30% chance is pretty high. Jala, what do you think? 
Negative. <clears throat> nope. I wouldn't go there. I would probably go to the little, the little uh, cheap down the corner spinoff version where they yeah. plucked like one dinosaur, like one small one, the yeah. little ones that peck at your ankles or something like that, and they put them in a little. First off, zoos are terrible. The Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, that's all terrible. Don't keep animals in captivity. Um, but if that was our world, then yeah, I'd, I'd probably check out a very small, isolated version. But I would probably never set foot on that that park. That'd be if knowing what we know now, and you say there's a one third chance that everyone in the vicinity is going to die. So I'd, I'd stay away. Well, not everybody. You could be the Doctor Grant of your group. <laughs> 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 right if you think you're that cool i know i'm not i'd be that lawyer trying to take a shit and hide and, <laughs> and i get picked up and tossed around but you could uh, be the dr grant <laughs> right daniel you going to the go to the island or no nah i'll probably youtube the island honestly like i'd be too afraid uh, oh, man, I, can't, I i have no no stamina to run like i have no, i need i would need some cardio before i would go like yeah i couldn't do it I assumed you guys would be the other side of this. I, I, no. I for sure would go. I no. would be there in a heartbeat. And I wouldn't want to die. I know that I'm not going to survive if it, that thing goes real. If things go real. <laughs> I'm not going to be faster than a raptor. I'm going to be like, clever go! Or they're going to get me. That's going to be easy. Hey, good defense, though. Keep something with you that smells terrible. Like, a pocket full know, of bacon. Vinegar oh, terrible. Or, Never mind. I'm thinking a pocket full of bacon. Yeah, so I can or, like throw the bacon. You know, just, just start dumping on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe, they, maybe they don't like the taste of vinegar. Oh, uh, sir, know. what's that smell? Oh, it's a bunch of raptor piss in my pocket. I just keep raptor piss on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's an island, so I imagine TSA would have an issue with that. Hey, Jeff, I think you would need T-Rex piss. There you uh, go. That's how you scare oh, the after ones. Yeah. Uh, I thought for sure you guys would be, be all on board for going. Nah, <laughs> uh, I'm good. It would be cool, but uh, I don't want to die. Maybe it was like a 10 or you know 5% chance of all that going down. Yeah. 30% is pretty high. Uh, I think, I mean... Damn, man, those movies as a kid just took me away. So I was just like, I would be, I would do anything to be on that island. And and there's no, I mean, we know my body type. You know, I'm a, I'm out there like Norm. I'd probably be raining. I'd be sliding down some mudslide next to a jeep, and yeah. But I'm still 100 in there. Oh man. All right, next place that I'd go visit is Harry Potter universe. So let's talk about this. Uh, they have a series that's in early development. Warner Media's executives are in the process of finding writers and workshopping ideas. So they need ideas, guys. So we're going to do here, we're going to pitch our ideas. I'm going to type them up and I'm going to send them to Warner Brothers. And then if they accept us, we're actually going to be writers. Okay, so this is going to happen. By the way, little backtrack from about a year and a half ago. Disney never got back to us on our casting ideas for Gargoyles. So what the fuck, Disney? Son of a... Oh. I know. I, I know. Gotta, I, I gotta talk to, to somebody. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to go down there. You know, you, you got to get someone's face every once in a while. Yeah. yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Okay. Got to add. Warner Media will listen to us. So we're going to do this. Yeah. All right. Uh, the series is going to be exclusive to HBO Max. Uh, it's in very early production. So it's going to be a few years. So we got plenty of time to move down there and stuff like that. Um, they also have to extend their year, uh, their seven year deal with NBC Universe to make sure that they can distribute this to TV. So that's a whole other side thing. So. What would you want from a Harry Potter series? Do you want it to be like a retelling, reboot, a whole new thing in a new universe, different timeline, different time span? What do you got, Daniel? Let's start with you, man. What do you? Oh. What's your pitch? I'm gonna. I'm literally gonna type <clears throat> this up and send it to him. So, what is your pitch? All right. So, I want to see, uh, like the original cast come back, but yeah. they become teachers, and they're there. Guiding, teaching the, the students everything, mm -hmm. Hermione, you know, Harry, uh, like they'll have their own classrooms. 
and then their kids will be the main focus in the story yeah. and then their kids i don't know have to fight certain deal with certain situations that occur okay yeah so it's- like like uh there's like ogres or stuff like that like little things not like voldemort level or maybe if voldemort had like other followers that were still trying to uh band together oh, yeah. to you could have like, like that. It reminds me of like Lion King 2 when they had Scar's kid and his wife or whatever, you know, whatever, Lion King version of wife. Yeah. Uh trying to like live because we know how I mean he was banging a lot of things. But anyways, um that that but you know, like trying to like live up to Scar's thing, but it'd be kind of with Voldemort. Yeah, you know, like where they're trying to live yeah. up to his name. Uh, cool. Something like that. And then I mean, still get Harry Potter involved. Like yeah. have Maybe he like, could be the master, what a grandmaster, whatever it's called. Yeah. Uh Stuff like that. It'd be kind of cool to see. Let's go. John, what do you think? I like it. Uh, so this is, a little, again, a little out there, kind of like my <laughs> Jurassic World uh, story. Um, but like Daniel's saying, uh, Harry would be in charge of Hogwarts and be the new, whatever, Grandmaster. Headmaster? And Maester. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Old guy. Jedi Master. And uh, instead of, exactly. Instead of it being a battle between witches, uh, like we've seen all the Harry Potters. Finally, we're going to get to the point that they failed in keeping their secret and humans have figured out Ooh, that, oh crap, yeah. there is this whole this whole world of, of witchcraft. And so it kind of becomes kind of like civil war, a battle between do we work with the people or against the people or, you know, defend ourselves or defend humanity kind of thing and become a big war where Hogwarts gets destroyed and Harry and his crew and create having to create some you know time loop or alternate you know reality where the kids now when they go to Hogwarts are having to go through I, I'm pretty sure they do go through some kind of portal but, yeah yeah uh, a way that it's now you know away from from human human life which would mean I think in the grand scheme and end that uh, there's no more bridge between the worlds kind of thing yeah you have to go uh, one they way could both yeah and they could both live you know happily independent and humans and witches don't commingle anymore yeah I don't know. It sounds a little rough, but crack, it's got to get polished out. Po- uh, cracked pitched something like this uh, uh, about six years ago, and it was really cool. And they put on something, something like that, where it would be a war between humans and wizards. Um, and mm. at the end, they're like, "What would it would come down to, to is some dipshit would send off nukes, kind of thing, like we were talking about with the last one." And then mm. the wizards would be saving both by like stopping the nuke power. And it reminds me of like the Adventure Time, where like those three wizards are like dedicated to stopping the comet coming in. It'd be like that where they're like yeah. they're using their magic to stop an accident that one of the humans made, and then we would see that like okay, we're all people and stuff like that. That'd be that's a good one. I like that. Uh, mine mm-hmm. is kind of like I want like a crime drama with the police in charge of wizardry. So like think of like CSI Hogwarts, and like so every day there's like oh this one guy that's smuggling baby dragons we got to stop him, and then they're like on the case, and so they're trying to trying oh, to solve that. Could and- this be a comedy? It, it yeah, it would probably be like a bit more of like a yeah, it would be kind of like oh. a oh god, now I got to store baby dragons in my car, uh, you know, crazy <laughs> stuff like that, and like um, you know, just like oh, this ogre keeps flashing people at the mall, and then it's like this big old ogre that's like stomping over cars, like <laughs> opening up his trench coat <laughs> and then stomping away. So something like that, it would just kind of be fun because then it's you know, something we can have something new every week, you know, something like that. This fun serialized show. Um, yeah, I could and make it a comedy, you know, and then just kind of like a. I'm kind of thinking like Hot Fuzz, but if they were, <laughs> yes. because I think now I didn't read the books. This is where Squeaks, you know, he he's he's going to be on tomorrow, guys. We're going to record uh, Push to Talk tomorrow, 
Um, but Squeaks would know he read all the books and stuff like that. But I think Harry joined like the the cops or whatever. Police force. Or so, I forget what it's called. They're seen in the movies. I just can't remember what they're called. I think that would be great. <laughs> so they're just walking around trying yeah. to stop shit. That'd be fun too. Yeah, I never thought about that. Like something more in their world and just like kind of a basic day to day. Yeah. Uh, with some some good comedy in there. Because that's my That'd big thing cool. is Hogwarts is cool, but I kind of want to leave. Like, what happens to the wizards once they graduate? We always just see what happens at school, and let's see what happens like day to day. Like, yeah, I'm just a wizard, and I also work at like Whole Foods, but I'm also a wizard, stuff like that. Like, what's what's going on? Because yeah, you know, that's another thing that was brought up before. I've seen before where they're talking about like. You don't see calculus or algebra or anything like that at Hogwarts. You just see magic stuff. So do people leave and like, yeah, I can make that cat levitate, but shit, I cannot add for nothing. You know, like there's <laughs> going to be a problem with that too. They just don't know the basics. So I'd like to see them yeah. in the in the regular world. It'd be pretty cool. Kind of a world like uh, the movie Onward, right? Yes. Where all the different creatures and stuff are living just regular lives. Yeah. That'd, that'd be, be cool. kind of cool. Onward was good. Yeah. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Good point. Uh, next thing we've got is Zorro reboot series in the works. John Gertz is teaming up with Sequoia Studios to bring back Zorro franchise 16 years after the last film. Now, John Gertz is the founder of Zorro Productions. He's also the producer for those Zorro movies from the 90s, The Mask of Zorro and The Legend of Zorro. And he's also the producer of a Zorro TV show that I didn't know existed from 90 to 93. Uh, I look back and I think the Zorro movie might be the most watched movie of my childhood, actually. At least to put it on all the time before I go to bed and stuff like that. Uh, do you think that kind of movie would do well? Like, let's just go off movie. It's going to be a TV series. Let's just go off the movie. Do you think Zorro would do good in today's world? Daniel, let's start with you. What do you think, man? I never really... I've seen the movie with Antonio Banderas. Of course, yeah. Right? That was his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I never actually, like, followed Zorro. Was it even, like, a whole story-driven thing or... Oh, yeah. There's comic books. There's uh, There's comic books. books of it? Oh, yeah. Really? Zorro's been around since, like, the 30s. He's, like, oh. as old as Batman. Actually, he's in Batman comics, too. Yeah. Yeah. His Batman's really? parents died after watching Zorro. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I, I didn't even know that. Uh, I just remember the movie when I was, like, younger mm-hmm. and I used to watch it. But definitely, I could see it. Um, if... If it was, if they're gonna mimic a series, I was ca- kind of hoping like Daredevil, something like that. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, kind of go with a uh, darker tone kind of thing. Darker going on. tone, like he's, yeah. uh, you see both sides to him, kind of thing. Try yeah. to live his life. Try to live his life outside of the mask, and then in the mask, of how that would how he works together and stuff like that. I'm actually watching the last of Daredevil because I have I didn't put that off. Oh, really? Right now, yeah. So I'm catching that oh, last uh, season. That's a good one. Um, Jonathan, <clears throat> do you think Zorro would do good with today's audience? Because it kind of feels like today's audience, it might be too too tame. You know what I'm saying? We have yeah. we have so yeah. much action now that Zorro might be considered too tame. Do you think it would fit in today's audience? I agree. I think it would be great, but it would definitely need to be reworked a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I loved the old Zorro movies with Antonio Banderas and Anthony Hopkins. And it's a really good story. And, and the premise of Zorro I think is so good so relatable because it's very simple there's a hero and there's a villain there's a guy you know terrorizing a town or a group of bandits and this guy comes in with a sword swinging and you know dupes them saves the people you know it's it's a very easy to cling to kind of cowboy western story and people like that uh, but now we've been so just just given so much from everything Swift, so much uh, entertainment in general 
um, that we've gotten spoiled, you could say. Um, so I think that simple story won't satisfy people like it used to anymore. So I think we have to add a little bit more depth to the stories. Using the same general format and premise would be great. I mean, just add a couple more layers to it. Um, and then, you know, make him a little more relatable. Like, like Daniel was saying, if it's a little bit darker, maybe he's battling with like a drinking problem or something uh, that a lot of people would be able to relate to or, or mental health conditions or something, you know, being traumatized as a kid. Uh, something that would kind of ground it more in our our era. Well, but didn't they kill his wife or something? Yeah, uh, to start they it, killed his. They killed something. yeah, the old old Zero's wife in the movies. Uh, yeah, and then uh, their daughter marries the new Zoro. Yeah, it's Anthony Hopkins. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. the old the older Zoro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I, I so, yeah. that's a long time. <laughs> yeah, I think if you, were, yeah. I think you're you're both right in that sense that like today it would be too. Sl- too mild unless you make it a dark brooding thing like like Daniel saying with so it's more about the story of the character of the man trying to be Zoro um because you know the example that I put in the notes uh, uh, was Mandalorian couldn't be like Mandalorian because Mandalorian's like a western basically and and Zoro in a lot of ways is that is a western um yeah I I don't know I don't know it'd be nice to have that but to think of something where the guy's just like going from town from town Saving the day. Maybe that's what it is. It's a different adventure every day. Different adventure mm-hmm. every episode. That could work. But yeah. um because yeah. cause Mandalorian, he's kind of doing the same thing, going town to town. And yeah. I I was gonna mention that too for casting. Like Anthony Hopkins would be great as the old Zoro, obviously. Uh, but Pedro Pascal would be oh, such a great a young new Zoro, right? Yeah. Wouldn't that be just that would just be perfect casting. I hope, I really hope they try to get him into that because that would what be a good idea. A perfect fit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's I think that's the way you got to do it because I, my thing okay, so my thing is, is like if you look at Zoro in the 90s, uh he's cocky, he's cool, he's a badass. We all wanted to be him. I I know I did. And but at the end of the day he like goes away and it's like and he like goes home and he's like, "Oh, another hard day being Zoro." That just does not mm-hmm. exist in TV today. Like that, there's no way that that character exists. You would go home and be like, "I got to have a drink, man. I had a hard day." Like it would just be a whole different kind of character. So it might be yeah. nice to have a lighthearted just adventurer. But we just don't see those anymore. Even like this new Indiana Jones coming up, you know that they're gonna give him something different because Indiana Jones even doesn't exist nowadays. Like that character is so bright and lighthearted. Like that just doesn't really happen. And the only thing I could think of that's kind of similar to a character that's like that is Star Lord from Guardians of the Galaxy. And that that show, that movie almost kind of jokes about how lighthearted he is. You know? Yeah. And even he is is grounded because I mean, you see his character develop and that he you know, lost his mom at a young True. age and was taken in by, by Ravengers and stuff like that. So, you know, you see a lot of it, but somehow that doesn't break his spirit. And that's a big part of his character is that, you know, uh, ongoing hope and that, you know, positive spirit and everything. So, uh, yeah, I definitely agree, though. That'd be it'd be hard to put into a new character. But like, like you're saying here with Guardians of the Galaxy, we've seen it. So if they want to try to go that route, we can do it. Yeah. And almost kind of go with like the wisecracking, almost a little more humor than expected, too. That's another way to go is a little more humor, too. Uh, so this is done by Sequoia Studios. It's going to be their biggest project to date, but it is a really massive studio out of Madrid. They just expanded it into Los Angeles. Uh, and then in April 2020, they hired HBO executive James Costos. And he's the one that brought this idea up. Like, hey, let's do Zorro. Um, so they got the approval from other guys. He says they're going to try to modernize it. They're going to try to make a larger female presence, which is something really cool about the 90s films. And, and they're working. So while this is a series, it definitely, when you're reading the press releases and stuff like that, it feels like it's going to be a serialized version of the 90s Zorro. 
why we keep talking about the Zorro movie and it's the same producers and stuff. Um, Esperanza, his wife, was a big character in that, and she kind of was like cool, but she wasn't a big enough character. So it would be cool to see like the two work in tandem more because the parts where Esperanza was helping more, helping Zorro was really cool. So I could see something like that would be neat. Um, and then also I was kind of thinking like, let's make a Zorro video game, Assassin's Creed style. Like, how cool would it be to be an Assassin's Creed where you're Zorro? That would be pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, you do ride a horse, you swing a sword. I mean, they could just just reskin it. Yeah. I mean, if Red Dead Redemption mixes with Zoro or mixed with Assassin's Creed, I am full in. That'd be neat. And then he's all about parrying and stuff like that. So it'd be really cool. And then, like, you could put the Z somewhere. Like, that could be an emote that you put on walls as the Zoro Z. So, kind of like, a, would you want to see, like, a Dark Souls kind of type of Zoro game? Like it's in that tense level or I'm such an open world kind of guy that I don't want it to be too hard. (laughs) 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 I want it to be easier for me, but um, yeah, Dark Souls version would be good because he is so much Perry Dodge, but if you do those Z markings on places too, instead of just being uh, like decorative or whatever, just because it looks cool. It'd be cool if like you, you, when you conquer a town or whatever, you mark it. And that will help sustain your foothold in that town. Yes. Keep, you know, bandits from coming or something like that for a time. And then after, you know, you moved on to two, three towns away, then you're like, oh, yeah, I heard so-and-so, you know, people are messing around over there. So I got to go back and take it over again and mark it again. If you don't mark it, you know, two days later, somebody comes through and steals everything or something. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool. In doing research for this, too, when I was writing the article for our website, by the way, you guys check out uh, geekfreakspodcast.com. It's where we, it's our source material for all this podcast. Anyways, um... I found, okay, so Zora has long history as a comic book, and I should be reading it, right? Because I'm a fan of Zora. But then I found in 2014, Quentin Tarantino teamed up with the guys who make Zoro comics to make Zoro and Django together comics. Mm, yeah, I've, I've never read those, but I've seen that. What a cool freaking combo. So I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, right. I'm picking those up. I'm reading those. I'm going to see, because, man, Django, I could watch Django Unchained right now. <laughs> like, it's so good. Yeah. Now imagine if their game was just based on that pair. That'd be even better. Oh yeah, yeah. Then you're thinking like a Grand Theft Auto, where you have multiple characters, multiple stories working together. Yeah, because you're sword fighting and you know uh, sharpshooting in the same game. Shit, man! Did we just make like a great game or what? I think we did. I think I got to send another email out. Warner Media is getting one. Sequoia is <laughs> getting the other. Yeah, something going here. Once once the pandemic's done, we just go <laughs> kick down some doors. I know we got some we got some meetings to to take. Uh, all right, next up we have uh, Kong and Tomb Raider. Anima- our animes are coming to Netflix. Netflix is killing it in the anime department. I mean, they're just they're bringing up the hits. So the Tomb Raider one is going to be um, the events following the reboot series from Square Enix. Uh, it's being done by the writer Tasha Huyo, Huyo sorry, uh, who's doing Witcher Blood Origin, which is the anime, the Witcher anime series. Uh, the story will stay in the main storyline, although they are still making Tomb Raider movies. That won't relate to the movies at all. It's just going to be sticking to the video game story. Daniel, you've played the Tomb Raider games, correct? I played one of them. I can't. Uh, uh, PlayStation 1, and then I played the oh, old new one. The new and one. I played okay. one of the new ones, but I don't remember which one. What do you think she's going to be doing in this anime series? The same thing as like Indiana Jones, in a way. Yeah. Uh, but there'll probably be, well, like creatures, not creatures, but like certain like mummies, stuff like that, that she'll probably have to fight. I'm actually interested in seeing that anime. The next anime we're going to be talking about is the Kong one. It's going to be following the Skull Island uh, movie, and it's going to be following a group 
that's shipwrecked onto the island and they're trying to escape the dangers of the island itself. Of course, you have Kong, but you also have all those animals that are out there that are like crazy monsters as well. So he has to, they have to avoid those. Um, the thing that excites me about this one is it's being done by Powerhouse Studio. Now, that's the team that did the Castlevania series, which is, I mean, phenomenal. Uh, have you guys both watched the Castlevania series on Netflix? Jonathan. I don't think I have. Daniel, I'm surprised because oh, Daniel, I... you are actually an anime fan, so I'm surprised you haven't seen that one. No, I never got to. I've seen an episode of it. An episode? But yeah, not the whole, not the whole series. I think it leans itself very well for the Skull, uh, Skull Island uh, idea because they do like these really good. This, they're, they're like phenomenal at shading. That's the thing for me is shading and the action set pieces are all just really, really well done. Um, so if you guys haven't seen Castlevania, I can't suggest it enough. Uh, I don't watch enough animes, but this is one that I put high on my list. Um, them I trust with Skull Island. I trust them making a Kong. On a side note, I again I gotta mention I am so freaking hyped for uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I was gonna be. If you told me a year ago, like that's the movie you're most excited for for the next, you know, and I am. That's like the most excited movie I'm, I am for like the next few months. That's gonna be good. Yeah, I never I never really cared for the previous King Kong movies mm-hmm. or Godzilla movies, but this looks really clean. I love the animation and it just, I mean, like I mentioned before, they never really have much of a, uh, maybe they show it and I just don't pay attention, but much of a human response to what's going on. And here in the, in the trailer, you see, you know, it's an all, you know, all, all out, what, all out uh, action or whatever to try to, to try to stop them and stuff. And it looks, it just looks, you know, the CGI, the animation is finally there. It's finally at the point and they put the money into it. So yeah, I'm excited. To see like fighter just flying and stuff like that. looks pretty cool. Uh, there are some people who think they've spotted Mecha Godzilla. So it could be, cause there's something that's making Godzilla attack humanity, right? That's why King Kong's getting involved. Um, they, they think they've seen Mecha Godzilla. I've seen this still and could, I could see that that might be Mecha Godzilla. Uh, so that might be the, the big bad. Cause of course there's gotta be so, like, Kong and Godzilla are both good guys, so um, there's got to be so, so if they have to team up, it would probably be against Mecha Godzilla. Uh, that would be pretty cool. Do you think that that would be pretty a good villain for the for the whole show for the whole uh, movie? Uh, I think. I mean, it it depends on how they how the story goes. I mean, it does play out better to have it's not just you know good versus bad or one versus the other, but two of them have to team up to take out Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, but. I don't know how that ends too. I'm sure that's been in an older movie or story or something like that. But afterwards, you know, they destroy Mechagodzilla. They just retreat. They just yeah. go their own ways. Do they all die in the battle or something like that? I, don't I, know, I, I assume like I, Godzilla would go back to the ocean. Like I'll come back when there's another monster to fight. And then King Kong's like, I got my island. Yeah, I don't know. I would assume. <laughs> yeah. I just retreat. Perfect voiceover yeah. work, by the way. I'm just going to throw that out there. I like it. I, you know what? I was thinking you should probably branch out into voiceover work. That's, I, I have I, taken I did not tell you, it. but. <laughs> I do have this silky soft voice. That's You guys can't no. tell on the stream, but on, on the podcast, that sounded great. <laughs> um, if, if they actually did that, it would be, uh, be kind of amazing to see it. Because then they could definitely make more like Kong films of Kong helping out, and yeah, I, I would, I would definitely be down to see that, like Godzilla and Kong like working together. I I can't imagine them not doing it. To me, it's just it's. I mean, it's almost cheap in in the sense because it would be nice to actually see like them throw. A, okay, so the easy storyline is the two fight, and then we find out that Mecha Godzilla is manipulating Godzilla somehow. Then they team up to take out Godzilla. Then they both, or Mechagodzilla, then they go both go back to their ways. And like, that's just the easy storyline. That's the easy script to write. 
But it would be nice to find out that, no, there's something else where, like, only one can survive of the god of the monsters or something like challenge us a little bit as an audience. I don't think that's the writing team that's in charge of Godzilla or Kong. I don't think that that's what they'll do. I don't think they're going to try to challenge the audience to think of something new. I think it'll be this. I think it's gonna be like Batman for Superman. They pitched as Batman for Superman the whole entire time. And then, you know, they're fighting uh reanimated Zod at the end. I think we're going to see something like that. You know, um, what was it? Doomsday. Well, I think it actually was doomsday. But um, yeah, so I felt this. But doesn't there always uh supposed to have one that's king of all monsters? So right, technically, wouldn't Kong have to fight if he wants to be number one in a way? Yeah, I just can't imagine. I mean, I like Kong, but Godzilla is king of monsters. I can't imagine Godzilla. I can't imagine Kong winning that fight eventually. You know, I think it has to be Godzilla. Yeah, I mean, I kind of hope it's Godzilla, but. Just never know. I'm excited. Yeah. Honestly, I'm no, excited I know. to see it. I, I am very hyped for it. I just, I, like I said, I'm hoping they challenge us, the writers do, but I don't think they will. But still, just spectacle-wise, that's going to be badass. It's going to be really have cool you, to watch. Have you guys seen the last one yet? The trailer? Yeah. No, the the last oh, uh, movie. I have it. Squeaks and I are going to do like a binge. Watch all the old ones before the new one uh, that day. So it's going to be popcorn and, and couch sitting. So <laughs> that's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, have you watched it? Yeah, I I love that movie. It was oh, so yeah. good. That's what I hear. It's like really it good. A, it has a bunch of monsters or like multiple, right? Yeah. It has like Mothra. I remember from the trailers. Mothra, yeah, the three yeah, headed dragon, dragon. dragon uh, yeah, it's a pterodactyl. Is it Rodan yeah. or something like that? Right, the three headed. I, I forgot his name. Uh, Dude, it's yeah, been so that, long since I've looked at Godzilla uh, stuff. Mothra helps Godzilla, which yeah. is kind of cool in it. Like it was, it was a really good movie. I'm gonna have to check. I'm, I'm excited to watch it. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a good day. Um, okay. And our last bit we're gonna be talking about, guys, is AMD says that there's gonna be a shortage until later in 2021. This is from CEO Lisa Sue. She says due to the COVID-19 delays that that that's impacting AMD production. And so what that boils down to is PS5s, Xboxes and PC parts won't be readily available until later in this year, meaning that like people are going crazy for these PS5s. You're going to continue doing that until probably September area. Um, affects everybody's supplies. It affects the demand, of course. So we have these PS5 scalpers that are out there. They've now started using bots to instantly buy as soon as like a PS5 goes on the Best Buy website. A bot will sit there and buy up the entire stock. How could we stop this? Do you guys have any ideas? Jonathan, do you have any idea on how you'd stop a bot from or from the scalpers from participating in this action? It's it's hard because we have, you know, the, the open market, the free market, whatever, where if you have a good product, you can jack up the price and sell it for what you want. It's all about supply and demand. So these people are putting themselves, wedging themselves into a really good spot. Unfortunately, it really hurts consumers like us that just want to buy one console and play it. Yeah. So, um, like, I don't think there's anything that we we collectively can do to to stop it or change it. Uh, I think it would be from from Sony and and Microsoft um, to the the only thing I could think that that I think would help is I'm sure they're pre-selling the games, but when you pre-sell, you know, give everybody a ticket number and they're guaranteed, you know, a, a certain time window. Like when you order something on Amazon, hey, it'll be ready by this month or something like that. Uh, so that people are getting locked in and they're not so 
in a rush, I guess, to go ahead and spend the $1,500 to buy a console that, you know, should only be four or five, six hundred dollars Like the, it's just that people are afraid they're not going to get one because it released, you know, 10 came out and then those 10 were gone. I'm like, yeah. Oh crap. Now I got to wait another week. And okay. 10 more came out. Oh crap. Those 10 are gone already. How do I, you never, you never know when you're going to be able to get one. So people get frustrated and then, you know, and, and some people rely on it, like, you know, for our podcast, if you're going to be reviewing a new game yeah. that came out on a new console, but you don't have the new console we yet, now your business. Are, yeah, that's why luckily we had Sammy yeah. who happens to be in chat right now on and, and, uh, Twitch. Luckily we had Sammy that was able to help us out with that because we needed to get it to review it. And he ended up reviewing yeah. the Xbox as far as none, none of us wanted to go Xbox. Um, yeah, exactly. You're right. I, I wonder, so, you, so it'd be cool to have like kind of what you're saying there, like a big um, pre-order wish list almost to where yeah. like, look, you will get, you will be, you're like 14th in line or you're 50th in line, mm -hmm. but at least you're in line and you will eventually yeah. get one. Because I think that's the big mm -hmm. thing is people are like, I might not get one. So they're willing to spend 1700 bucks, $2,000 on these, on these consoles. And, and I'm not, I'm not like, if it's, if you're just flipping a few of them, I don't have a problem with that. My problem is that we're seeing these guys who've impl implemented bots that are buying out 50 at a time from Best Buy or Amazon or something like that as soon as they have stock and then controlling the market as a whole new middleman. Um, and so I wish there was a way if you could, because it's not like you could just say like, oh, one per customer, because then they'll just make the bot make new accounts. They'll make the bot be mm -hmm. 50 different customers. So that's not a thing you can do. You know, there's got to be something like maybe one per address or something like that. Daniel, yeah. you got, honestly, oh, sorry. Good. Oh, sorry. one more thing. The, the, the best thing we can do as consumers to really control this and, and, you know, grab the reins is to not buy them and to not buy them at that inflated oh, rate. From the scalpers, Let these yeah. people... Yeah. Let the scalpers buy 50 of them and have 50 sitting in inventory on their shelf, just aging, losing value. Yeah. And we won't buy them. We just wait and wait until you can get it at the four or $500, you know, range. And they'll have to come down, even if they come down to 700 bucks and something, and then you want to buy one a little bit overpriced. Okay. They invested and spent time with it. But when you're buying them at these extreme prices, you're just encouraging other people to keep scalping them. So we got to stop buying them at these high rates. Yeah. Daniel, you got any ideas to kind of fight this this crazy bot problem? You cannot sell them online. Like no retail stores can sell them online somehow. That would be interesting. Only in Force store. it to be something where you have to actually go to the GameStop. But then with those the whole money bags and buy your uh, PS5. With COVID, <laughs> it's going to be yeah. kind of impossible to do that. So the only thing I can think of is the whole address saying make it so that if you're buying it, go and get one per address and it has yeah. to be shipped to that address. That's the only thing yeah. I can think of. Yeah. It or you can also make it binding to your, your account, your digital account. Like when you get a new phone, I mean it links to your Ooh. phone number, your personal account. So if you find somebody's phone on the ground, yes. especially you know, it's locked or whatever, there's no value in that to you. You can, you know, sell it to somebody that might be able to hack it or whatever, but you can't right away use it. So if that Xbox is bound to someone's Xbox account, their Microsoft account or whatever, then that's uh, a very know, good idea. What I mean, it'll get jailbroken probably at some point. Well, and yeah, and there's gonna be people complain, but just like, hey, for the first two years, that mm -hmm. PlayStation Five and Xbox, they're bound to your account. Because if I already get a PlayStation Five that was bound to somebody else's account with somebody else's credit card, I couldn't use it. Like, like you just, I was without internet because of the storm. I was without internet for two days. I had no video games to play because everything has to be online for some freaking reason. So mm -hmm. it would be that you couldn't like go online or anything like that. Boy, that is a unique idea. That that's pretty clean, huh? Uh, it's gotta be yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, yeah. Something out there. Uh, hopefully, everybody gets it. We have a lot of friends in our, our podcast communities and stuff like that that are still in the search for these things, and they need it because they review video games just like we do, and, and they're in a big rush to grab them. So 
Um, best of luck. You know, we hopefully it all works out. And it's just so tough that it's like, man, not till next holiday season are they going to be readily available? And another thing, we and we like you're saying, we got a bunch of people that are in the same situation as us, people that have podcasts and stuff like that, or reviewers. Uh, make bots. You be be a scalper for us, for for our our people. So make the bots to buy them up, buy fifty of them, like oh, the scalpers yeah. are doing. If you have the money and to invest, the and then sell them at the regular price. Yeah, yeah. So undercut all the bots. Be customers. a hero out there. That's not a bad idea, actually. If you're somebody out yeah. there who knows how to do this, why don't you do it? But mm -hmm. then, like, I mean, it's it's tough to like, hey, I'm gonna put up six hundred bucks per machine and not make any yeah. money off of it. But you know what I'm saying? Be reasonable about it. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's yeah. some some small businesses in the industry that would help sponsor you, you know, upfront you, you know, 10 grand or something like that to be able to do that to, you know, especially video game developers. If, if people aren't able to review their games because they're not getting consoles, then they should try to, you know, step in and be the middleman and make sure people are getting them at a fair price. Yeah, one in particular, Ace Entertainment. Guys, check them out on Twitter. Uh, she, she's really good about bringing news fast. Um, she's, she's waiting to get one this entire time. And she's, she's really good about like news. She's so fast about everything, but she wasn't fast enough to get a console. And so she's being halted on all this, all this new content coming out and stuff like that because of that. And it's just, and that's what she does. That's like, that's her job is to, to create news. And it's like, oh man, I can't because the PS5's not here. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's a, it's a trip. So it's something, I'll, something to think about. But yeah. All right, guys. Um, that's it for this episode. We have a push to talk coming out later this week. And then again, check out audibletrial.com backslash geekfreaks if you want to join us for X-Men Days of Future Past. That's going to be our next Audible book that we're going to be uh, checking out, and I'm super excited for you guys to hear our review for that. Um, but that is everything. Also, we stream, we're going to be streaming more often. Uh, last night we streamed the medium, and it was really great having an active uh, chat. Uh, we tend to stream pretty late at night, so like 9 p.m. Pacific time, usually when we hop on. We stream onto YouTube now as well, so our Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. Come on by and hang out with us. We have a really great group of people that play. And we're trying to not just stream World of Warcraft because that's what we were doing for a bit. I know that's not what everybody's cup of tea. So we're mixing it up a little bit. I think the next one, we're going to be streaming Star Wars Battlefront 2 for a few days. Now that I'm kind of past the campaign, probably do that for a bit and play some like multiplayer games and watch me lose real bad. So come on by and enjoy our, our stream. Uh, but that is it. We'll see you guys next week. Y'all take it easy. Bye. Bye. For joining us on the Geek Freaks podcast, you can find us on Twitter at Geek Freaks Pod. We're also on Facebook, Instagram. You can email us. We have our Patreon and a store. All those links are in the description. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you guys next week.